Let's be real. We're not being completely honest about motherhood. Sure, we all talk about how we hate the sleepless nights, the breastfeeding, how our partner doesn't help us enough, and the toddler meltdowns. But I want to know what's going on with you. I'm Michelle Mansfield, author and founder of The Honest Mom Project. On this podcast, we're going to talk about the motherhood shit that no one talks about, not even your best friend. Come join special guests, mom friends, and myself as we share our stories with love, honesty, humor, and definitely a few appearances from my potty mouth. Let's validate what we're all going through so we can acknowledge each of our own feelings with confidence. Let's start being honest moms with each other. Welcome to the Honest Mom Podcast. Hello, friends. Hello, moms. I hope you're doing well. Welcome back to the Honest Mom Podcast. Today's episode, maybe I'm just wired for mom guilt. The reason why I chose to talk about this topic, because I have it, first of all, but I had huge mom guilt issues from the start of my pregnancy, what I was eating, drinking, exposing her to. When she was born, I was an obsessed, crunchy mom. I mean, if we're going to put a label on anything, looking at every ingredient I put in me, in her on her and every label was analyzed and approved by the environmental working group. (laughs) EWG, don't even get me started on going back to work and childcare. The time I spent with her or didn't, time I wanted to get away. I know I'm not alone in the hundreds of mom guilt feelings that are out there. I know you have a lot of people out there talking about mom guilt, so this isn't breaking news here. We're going to take a little twist on this, though. We're going to make it different. Today, let's talk about mom guilt in a different way, a more realistic way, an honest way. We don't have to say, fuck the mom guilt at all together, because that's not realistic, let's be honest. But how do we work with it and get stronger because of it? All right. Today's mom card drawing of the week. I'm going to pull, I got a new deck of cards from the compendium group. So as you know, I have the Be Strong and the You Matter. We've been going back and forth in between those two. I've got a new deck of cards and they are your awesome. These are the your awesome cards. So I'm going to open the box pretty little design on them. And I am going to draw the mom card of the week as we speak. All right, let's listen to the opening. Here we go. William Blake, celebrate your existence. Celebrate your existence. Super simple, three words. Sometimes that's all we need. And today, I just want us to simply celebrate our existence as mothers, the mothers that we uniquely are, what we are giving, the love we are giving, the love that our children feel, no matter how much time we spend with them, what we give them, what activities we enroll them in, (laughs) how we occupy our days with them, the time we're away, the time we're together, whatever, throw it all out the door, have a simple mantra of celebrating your existence. All right, I'll put that to the side. That will be in the show notes as always. Let's talk a little bit about my history with mom guilt. My, 
my world of guilt started when I was a little girl. I was that girl that had a bunch of stuffed animals arranged on her daybed. The, I had one of those brass daybeds. If you've ever, if you're an SNL fan, like I have proclaimed, I am, there is a hysterical sketch with Jimmy Fallon when he hosted called twin bed, doing it in my twin bed. And it was all about like taking your boyfriend, like when you're in college or out of college, whatever, taking your boyfriend back to your childhood home and your childhood room and all the stuff that you still have up. And one of the things was a brass twin bed (laughs) that squeaks. I still have one. It's in my mom. It's in it's still my room. Brooklyn sleeps in it when she goes to sleep at her grandma's. Anyways, so I had all of those stuffed animals arranged on my day bed, on my twin bed. And I felt guilty if I didn't play with a fucking stuffed animal um, enough. So if I look over in that corner and that cabbage patch doll was not played with in a week, I felt bad. Like I felt like it had feelings. And so you can understand when I saw the Toy Story movies where I was like, oh my God, like that's how I felt that they, these toys were like alive and had feelings and I wasn't doing enough or playing enough or giving enough and, you know, or don't put it in the wash. I can understand why kids don't want to put them in the wash. I'm like, it's going to drown. <laughs> anyway, so my guilt started super early about the attention that I gave just a simple stuffed animal or doll or toy. It carried throughout my life. Um, up. My next um, example is when I got a puppy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I want to get a dog. I was not single. I was dating someone. Um, but I was living, we weren't living together. I had a roommate. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get this dog, this puppy. I went to go get it. It was in a horrible neighborhood. (laughs) I wanted to save it. Even if I didn't want this puppy, I'm taking it because I literally was in like the most terrible neighborhood you could think of. And so it was in my car, in my apartment. And I remember sitting at my desk. I had just gotten a promotion. I was going to start traveling soon for work. And I don't know why I thought getting a puppy would be a good idea with that. And I sat at my desk in my office crying, thinking of my dog, Declan was his name and him just by himself in a crate for eight plus hours. I would walk, go home and walk him and that kind of thing, but it just wasn't enough. I felt guilty um, about so many things with him and you know, especially like I said, with work where my parents actually drove to the city and picked Declan up to just kind of allow me to get settled in my promotion and just kind of like take a break. My mom gave me a half a Xanax to just kind of, that's how bad it was. I was so like distraught of that. I was neglecting this, this puppy. And when my mom and stepfather drove off back to the suburbs with Declan for, to have that week of just, you know, me reclaiming and recharging or whatever I needed to do. My stepfather looked at my mom and said, you know, this is our dog now. And she knew as well. And Declan, oh, amazing. They, he lived 15 years. So he recently passed and lived with my parents, had the best time. It was what was best for him. But again, my guilt carried through. It was like, he was like my baby. And I felt so guilty being at my desk in my office with him just sitting in a crate in my apartment. And then that guilt traveled, you guessed it, throughout motherhood. 
So I've had guilt over, you know, you name it. Like I said, when we went in the beginning of this episode, you know, how much time I spent with her, what I fed her, um, going back to work, hiring a nanny, putting her in preschool, all these things that were good for her, uh, that I just, any time taken away, any neglect that I felt like I was do, you know, doing, it just ate at me. <laughs> so our grandparents and parents didn't spend this much time with us. I think about my grandmother and her generation, my grandmother's 95 and that generation, I mean, you didn't speak unless you were spoken to. There is a series out there that I only unfortunately watched four episodes of simply because I just, I loved it, but I was like, I can't get in, you know, I can't get addicted to this. I can't even stay up <laughs> to, I felt, I, I don't watch much television at night because I'm so tired. So the fabulous Mrs. Maisel, is that what it's called? Anyways, you know what I'm talking about, but that generation, that time period, like your children didn't even eat with you. Your children, you did your own thing. You know, it wasn't, you didn't play with your children. You didn't spend all this time with your children. A lot of times your parents lived in the same house as you or next door where your parents would take care of them while you did your thing, go out, whatever you need to do. Um, my grandmother would look at me when I had Brooklyn over at her house and whether it was an infant or a toddler, and she would look at me and be like, why are you like fussing over her so much? Leave her alone. She's fine. And meanwhile, I was just like, you know, playing with her. I wasn't like hovering and maybe I was, I don't know, but I, it's not like I didn't enjoy it, but I'm like, well, I'm not just going to lay her on the floor I mean, I want to talk to you, don't get me wrong, but I also want us to, she wasn't going to interact with her, you know, uh, and I felt like maybe I should then, because I'm like looking at the blob on the floor being like, oh my God, I feel so bad that you're like by yourself. And my mom, I think it got different with my mom. I know my mom like interacted with us a lot more than my grandmother did, but she didn't like hover and play with us the way I think we do nowadays. I mean, I'm a kind of a hoverer, I will admit. You may not be. Like my mom, my dad worked full time, traveled at times. He worked in the city and was gone a lot. So back in the day, my mom put us in a playpen so she could cook dinner. She did have multiple children. She had twin boys and me very close in age. So she had to put us in something safe so she could get stuff done. We played right by her as she folded laundry. She had to get things done. And then, you know, in turn allowed us to do our own thing. Otherwise nothing got done. I found myself like in that position where I wasn't getting anything done. I wasn't napping when she was napping. And when she was awake, I was doing things to like stimulate her brain and make her this and entertain her and bond with her and have this interaction and all these things I read about, about, you know, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, you know, you're going to fuck up your kid. So I was just constantly on and therefore a lot of shit didn't get done in my house. I felt too guilty leaving her alone. Um, I shoved toys in her face, black and white books, which I'm like, she was a newborn. Like, why am I showing her these books with like white dots on black background? Would she have been fine if I didn't? Of course. She was entertained just looking at the fucking ceiling fan 
I'm, she loved ceiling fans. I swear to God, I should have just put the ceiling fan on and then got some stuff done around the house. Why did I feel the need to do this, all this and drive myself freaking bonkers? So time spent with others I learned throughout time is just so valuable. And I wish I learned that a little bit earlier instead of looking back on what I did with her. So Brooklyn's nanny that I've talked about in other episodes She had two nannies because one worked two days and one worked one day. So I had a college girl, which was a great age, as well as a woman that was in her fifties, which is an, was an awesome age too. She was like my, like my mentor and helped me and like rooted me and told me a lot of times to just chill and everything will be fine. And I'm a good mom. So I'm just so grateful for her for that. And the time that Brooklyn spent with these two women was amazing. And then when I I enrolled her in Montessori when she was 18 months, because I knew she was going to be my only, there weren't any other kids coming into the picture for me. And I just felt like it was time for her to socialize a bit. And I was working part-time at home and just eased my mom guilt. I didn't want to be typing and doing this or talking to clients and having her in a playpen or having her, you know, just by herself with a baby gate. I felt better having her with two loving teachers, other kids that she could interact with. And I saw the way she was growing and learning and things that she was doing. And it made me happy. It made me less feel less guilty. So children being involved in everything and at the best of everything isn't always like a good idea either. So sometimes we feel like we need to involve our children in all these things, all these activities, all these, you know, things to grow and learn to ease our guilt. That always isn't the best thing, you know, either. And I found myself, even when she was a toddler, trying to get her in all these little activities, gymnastics, swimming, um, music classes, art classes. And although I think it was, wasn't harmful to her, it wasn't, um, easing my mom guilt, you know, either it wasn't enriching her in a way that I, you know, she's not going to be this like savant out there. And it's, I'm okay with saying that. Was it a waste of time? No, but do I, looking back, did I need to get her in all these activities and all these things, to simply, you know, ease my mom guilt? No. So right now, I want you, we're going to break it up a little bit. I want you to write down three of your best memories of your parents as a child. There's a point to this. You know, like I look back at my memories of childhood with my parents, and I don't really necessarily remember how much they played with me, what activities they enrolled me in at that age. Um, That's not what I'm grateful for in my relationship with them. That's, those aren't like the best memories. Uh, I don't have this, these memories of how much time they spent with me. I have memories of just specific feelings and ways they made me feel and just the security and trust and comfort that I had as my parents. And that was enough for me. So I want you to write down three of your best memories of your parents 
as a child. And you know what, even if it's just one simple memory, I think that is good enough. So what's behind this mom guilt? I've spoken about this before. Tony Robbins, um, you know, basic needs, six basic needs of human beings. And one of the needs that I feel speaks to this topic of mom guilt is the need for certainty. And as moms, I think that's amplified even more, the certainty that our kids are being taken care of, that the certainty that our kids are getting the best, eating the best, that they are getting the best education, that we are in control of all of these things and we needing this certainty that our children are going to be happy, healthy, educated, successful, and all that pressure put on us. And if something is out of whack, that we're sitting there, there's that uncertain feeling that we feel we have responsibility for. And that can be further from the truth. I understand the need for certainty, but there, like anything, there comes a point where it's unhealthy, where it's restricting, constricting, suffocating, and in turn, suffocating for your children. They feel your energy and your need for that control and certainty. And in turn, it kind of, It can be suffocating for them if you think about it. So let's connect with that feeling and that need for certainty. Why do we have that extreme need for certainty at times? And maybe you don't, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, no, I'm kind of good and whatever, and that's okay. But maybe you are listening to this and resonating and a light bulb's going off and you can connect with your need for that certainty and why, and only you have the answer for that. Another thing with this world of mom guilt that I wrote about in my book is instead of just blanket statements of mom guilt, like I have mom guilt, even just the word guilt, what are the specific feelings you're having instead of just labeling them as guilt? So some examples that I list in my book are, do you feel regretful, neglectful, incompetent, fear of failing? feeling uncertain, insecure, anxious, or that you're falling behind, that was one too. Like comparing and listening to other women's stories and being like, is Brooklyn falling behind? Am I falling behind? Are these moms, like how do they all know so much more than I do? So in doing this and getting more specific with our feelings, we can get more to the root and figure out some solutions on how to handle these specific feelings instead of just these blanket mom guilt feelings. Having that general blanket statement, which then in turn, you're really not able to get to those roots and why you're feeling neglectful, why you're feeling incompetent. How do you, you know, get through the fear of failing? How do you, like specifically with the fear of failing, how do you get to a point where you look at it as not as failing, but as learning and growing? Mistakes being gifts, failures being um, learning experiences and changing that. Your guilt may also be connecting you to your values. So that's what this whole like fuck mom guilt culture, I don't, it doesn't work for me. I don't think it works for many. And that's why I'm talking about this. I used to think, 
yeah, like, you know, the big middle finger to mom guilt. I don't need mom guilt. I don't deserve to feel this way. And I get the messaging out there. I think there's good intentions, but the fuck the mom guilt and just pushing it under the rug is something that just doesn't work for me. I spent too many years pushing my feelings under the rug, ignoring, saying, fuck you. I don't need this and not dealing with them. And sometimes there's feelings that just don't go away. But if you have that cloud over you that just kind of comes in and out, changes form, maybe gets a little bit lighter some days, heavier some, how do you work with the feelings and get through those feelings, go around that wall? Remember that quote that I had like a couple episodes ago about courage um, and looking around that corner and courage allowing you to get around that corner and walk right through. How do you get through that? I embrace my mom guilt now versus working against it. So again, I can't just say fuck it and it's all better. I can't push things under the rug anymore. So I get to the root of my feelings. And also I have found that a lot of times my mom guilt is really connecting me with my values. What I mean specifically by this is And you may not agree with this and that's cool. That's totally fine. But if I feel guilty about someone maybe bringing up a mom trip, five-day mom trip to California, 40th birthday, a reunion of some kind, and I just feel guilty about leaving, some people would say, fuck the mom guild. You deserve this trip. You haven't gone on a trip in like five years. These are your best friends. If you don't go with them, you're going to miss out. Um, your daughter, it, it, she's okay to spend time with your partner's spouse or grandparents, whoever. And yes, all those things are true. But sometimes if the mom guilt is that strong, again, the root feeling that I have is I don't want to spend that much time away from Brooklyn. And I get deeper with that. And I sit there and say, I want to be with my daughter right now. I'm not comfortable with leaving for five days. I don't want to. She's got this going on. There's more anxiety if I leave for five days because of all the things that she's doing that I'm going to need to communicate and educate people on. And it's just a time. She's, let's say she's in kindergarten. She's five years old. She's not sleeping well at night. She's having night terrors. All these things that could be going on where I'm like, you know what? My value that I have right there that I'm connecting with is that I do enjoy being with my daughter right now. It's an important time that I want to be with her. And maybe a a smaller weekend trip or a day trip is better for me at this stage of motherhood. And I got to connect with it, honor it, because if I go on that trip, sure, I probably would have a good time, but I'd also have those little bouts of feelings that just wouldn't make me fully present And I'm doing a disservice to myself and my friends that I'd be going with. So it's okay if you say no to something, if you're not ready to go back to work yet, maybe you'll be ready in a couple of years. Maybe it's just a season that you're in that you're just, your values are different right now. And that guilt, if we're going to blanket statement, anything, that feeling is connecting with your values. You know, maybe you're not spending a lot of time with your partner, your spouse right now, and you have guilt. Okay. So that guilt 
connected? Is there a value attached to that? Yes. I love my, my partner and spouse. I'm not spending enough time with them. I need to make time for them, even if it's something simple, something simple as a coffee in the morning before the baby gets up. All right. Maybe a little afternoon and the grandparents could come over and you can go on a walk and just connect. So again, Guilt doesn't have to be this negative feeling that you have to say, fuck you to, and just forget about. It can connect you to your values and get you to a place that works for you and a decision that makes you feel good and doesn't give you anxiety. We don't need any more anxiety. And speaking of guilt and anxiety, what was interesting when I did a lot of research with this mom guilt topic is the amount of articles, podcast episodes, books, focusing on working moms. So doing my research, whether it was in-person interviews, like I said, books, articles, my chest tightened, just hearing other moms' stories when it came to working mom guilt. I mean, it's everywhere. I typed in just, I didn't even type in working mom. I would type in mommy guilt and every article for like two pages had to do with working moms. So with working mom guilt, top that with my own mom guilt and your own mom guilt. And I'm surprised I didn't have a panic attack as I was, you know, listening, reading and and looking into this whole topic here, this specific topic about working mom guilt. So I just find this really interesting and my heart just breaks for women that have to go back to work want to go back to work and still have these really debilitating feelings. So going back to work brought in a wave of women expressing their challenges with this. As a mom who left her career, I don't pretend to know how these women feel, but I can still sympathize and feel for them. Mom guilt has different meanings to different mothers due to their own unique histories, personalities, children, and stories. Regardless of how we digest all that gets thrown in our way, we are all moms and need to be there for one another. I have a lot of friends that work full-time, go into an office, have a boss, have obligations, clients, deadlines, you name it. And I feel for these women. And that's why I give them grace. I don't spend much time with them lately because I think the last thing they want to do on a Thursday night is come home from work and jet out the door or go straight from work and go out for cocktails with friends when they haven't seen their kids all day or their soccer tournaments, birthday parties, or just quiet time with their family on the weekend. They don't want to go out to brunch with me. And that's okay. I've learned to understand that. I get it. I can't imagine the feelings that they have. Doing something that they're passionate about and feeling guilty about something else. And then when they're at home with their kids, feeling like maybe they're not giving enough at work, that they're being torn in two directions and they can't win either way. So let's give everyone some grace. I give you love. I send you positivity. Every mom out there that's struggling with this type of mom guilt. So today's someone failed to mention brings up, I'm going to bring up some feelings that you're going to be doing a lot of nodding to. So someone failed to mention that as moms, opportunities are presented within every minute of our day to feel guilty about something. 
Every mom out there has these feelings, so you're not alone. And you need to find the moms who risk telling you their feelings so that you can connect and help one another. Just so you know, we are all feeling many, if not all, of the feelings that I'm going to list below, that I'm going to talk about below. Are you with me on any of these? Someone failed to mention that. I'd feel guilty when I'm at work and my baby is with the nanny. Hmm. I'd feel guilty that I'm the only adult my baby interacts with other than my partner or spouse. So if you're at home with your child all day, I feel guilty that I left my job and don't contribute financially anymore. I feel guilty that I travel for work. Someone failed to mention that I'd feel guilty for the maternity leave I took and now I've decided to stay at home. I feel guilty that my maternity leave wasn't enough, that I feel guilty staying home and all that I put into my career, that I feel guilty I'm not playing with my baby enough. Someone failed to mention I'd feel guilty playing with my baby too much and I'm not getting anything done in my house. I feel guilty because the house is a mess and the baby is strapped to me eating nonstop. Someone failed to mention that I'd feel guilty because I don't want to have sex with my partner or spouse that I'd feel guilty because I'm too exhausted to talk to my partner or spouse about things we used to love to talk about. Someone failed to mention, I feel guilty that I don't see my friends, that I feel guilty when I go out with my friends, that I didn't breastfeed long enough, that I'm breastfeeding for too long, that I choose not to breastfeed. Someone failed to mention, I'd feel like other moms seem to know so much more than I did. So my brutally honest moment is that it took me over eight years to finally connect with my mom guilt and how to work with it, to acknowledge it, to get it, to get help, and to honor it. Eight, over eight years. So give yourself some space, some breathing room, and just know that I'm here to support you and that it can take some time. You can't do a little switch and things will go off. You can't say fuck you and things will go away. You can't forget, push it under a rug and it won't creep back out. Trust me, but I am here to support you and so are the community of moms around you. All right, check in the show notes. We have amazing sources that are there for you. I have a great article. I have an amazing podcast episode from Mama Said. I also have a book, The Art of Good Enough, along with, this is the second time I'm mentioning this second book, You're a Fucking Awesome Mom by Leslie Ann Bruce. I swear by that Bible. And then I have a great Instagram account that you can follow, Mom Guilt United. So all those will be in the show notes. Take a look explore, know these women, get to know them. They're part of your community. I'm skipping a couple things this week. I'm not going to be doing advice or words of encouragement this week. What I'm going to do is something I had in my original manuscript of my book. At the end of each chapter, I had a little section called at the end of the day, basically saying like, you know, don't stress out. It's fine. At the end of the day, none of us know what we are doing. In motherhood, there are no rules. No one is the expert, no matter what they tell you or what acronyms are at the end of their name. At the end of the day, create your own standards based on your family. Guilt means something different to different mothers. 
Don't blame yourself. Don't punish yourself. Don't withdraw from the community that's around you to help you. Connect with your people to talk about these feelings. Like I said, the ones that are willing to take the risk to tell you their feelings. Work with your feelings. Don't tell them to fuck off. They could be your friends. They can help you grow and learn and strive and become an amazing mother. I mean, you already are, but you can grow even further in your motherhood. At the end of the day, work, I'm sorry, I already said work with your feelings. At the end of the day, allow your feelings to create the desire to do something different next time. And finally, at the end of the day, I'm a huge Beatles fan. The Beatles had it right when they sang, all you need is love, which is all your baby needs, is receiving and will remember. Lead with love. I repeat this in many episodes. Lead with love in your motherhood, with your friendships, with your partnership, marriage, family, just lead with love and you can never go wrong. These are a few of my favorite things. So I just started using Oak Essentials. You may be getting now Instagram ads on your page. Thanks to me. They're balancing mist. Go to oakessentials.com. I'm using the entire skin line right now, but my favorite item in the five-part series is their balancing mist that I use throughout the day. And even better, I got as a free gift, a little travel size that I can refill, put in my purse, put my suitcase, all those things. All right. My closing inspiration, 10 affirmations for mom guilt. And this is by Mama Bird blog. Here we go with these affirmations. I matter. Okay. You know what? I'm going to change it to you. You matter. No, I'm going to change it again. (laughs) After I say it, you repeat it in your head. I did this with my meditation this morning. So that's what's prompting me. So as soon as I say it, you find yourself saying it in your head. Okay, first one, I matter. I'm worthy of good things. I am strong. I am loved. I love myself. I am a good mom. Oh, I'm a good mom already because I love my kids. There are million, a million ways to be a good mom. I am making decisions for the best interest of my family. It's not my job to be perfect, but to show my kids grace and forgiveness. I forgive myself for my failures, which are gifts. (laughs) Also, a closing inspiration from me, myself, Michelle, for you is learn, grow, gain knowledge, connect, And you'll find confidence versus any feeling we've talked about today. All right. Thank you so much, friends, for listening. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. I look forward to you joining my community and us all becoming friends, talking on the couch every week, and just being honest and vulnerable and truthful. So until next week, make one small step towards your honest motherhood. Thank you so much for listening to the Honest Mom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review or comment so I can give you the content you deserve. To learn more, including what I offer to moms, check out michellemansfieldauthor.com. Most importantly, 
If you know a mom that needs to hear the words you heard today, please share the love and let's create a community of moms being honest for all of us.